Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Hey there. And Dom let us let us know oh, what? You know how it went. How what went? You know how it went. How it went what? How it went. How it went what? So I just recently applied for a job and I didn't Don't get it. Don't you always apply for a job? I know. It was, it's funny too, because like Mary was even telling me like, you know, they're going to, they're going to see this right when you apply, they're going to see that you've applied for other job, like other positions and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but doesn't that mean something? Doesn't that mean like, Hey, I'm looking to move up. Like, isn't that, I feel like it's, it's both bad, but it's also good. Like it's bad because it's like, Oh, well you, what? You don't like working there that much. But then also it's kind of good. Cause it's like, well, no, I'm trying to work my way further right although i was like monday i had the interview and i was hoping like that night i was like kind of hope i don't get it (laughs) because because so the se assistant manager at the tempe rack he just stepped down and that's the my old manager that works there and she was already like if he if we can get him out of here i'll hire you yeah. And so I was kind of hoping, but they literally called me back yesterday morning and she's like, oh no, we decided to go with someone else. And so I was like, oh no, thanks for like taking the time to, well, you know, whatever. And then, so then I, I immediately text my old manager. I was like, hey, so I didn't get that job, but she's on PTO. So now I'm waiting to see like when they post it and apply for that. Cause that one will be more of a, I'm pretty sure I'll get that. Because my sister was gonna apply for it if I got this one up in Scottsdale, because she's at like, the store? no, 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 at um, Chandler, oh, the, so at SE. Yeah, but but she because she's like, well, if you if you get that job, you can't apply for this one, so then I'll just apply for it. But if you don't get that one and you apply for this one, you're gonna get that one. You know what they say? Fifth, fifth time's a charm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's not that bad though. It's I think it looks worse if you were going to different stores for similar positions. Mm-hmm. Instead, as opposed to yeah, actually stepping up. I mean, at least you're trying, right? You're trying to go one up, one higher. Be you know. No, down. You go down the pyramid. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because it's not a pyramid scheme, right? No, it's just an inverted pyramid scheme. Yeah, so you, it looks good because you're going down. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, it's funny about that is um, I know you haven't seen the Christopher Robin movie. Mm-mm. But uh, at the end, you'll be very, very, very happy. <laughs> the end yeah because of that reference okay and you'll be like what <laughs> <laughs> you'll trust me just, okay and you'll be like maybe this is where they got the idea from probably but who knows i don't know so hopefully i'll get that and then i can start know. making more money and then i can um Save up to get better equipment, and then I can just not work there anymore. (laughs) Yes. This is the fucking news. Still working after me, too? 
So Tracy Lissette, um, who just recently was in the news because she yeah. called out Scarlett Johansson for the, what was it, uh, t- Rub and Tug? Yeah. Um, she said that she's not surprised that Jeffrey Tambor is still um, working after his after his allegations. Yeah, because isn't that's what I said right? She's the one. She's like one of the it's ones her, that came out. Yeah, her and uh, the the other person. Her name is it's Van um, Winkle, Van Barnes. Close enough. And they're both trans women, and it's like she she is saying that it's like they're not going to listen to us because we're less than. Yeah. And it's like, that's messed up. <laughs> Anyone should be listened to for anything that they go and have a complaint about. Like, why does, why does Jeffrey Tambor get to, even though I, I mean, like I love, I love him in the rest of development, but like at the same time, if they were to be like, Hey, we're not going to go with him anymore in the series. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not a, it's not a James Gunn scenario where something was said years ago and it's like, hey, okay, you know, it's, it's wrong, but whatever. Or it's not even it's not even something where it's like an incident that happened long ago and yeah, you know, he he knows he made a mistake or whatever, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it's more of like he just does bad shit and then he's like, Oh, I mean what are you going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. Because when she was asked uh, whether she, or not she was surprised that he's still getting roles, she said, no, because we're trans. I'm used to people not wanting to believe us and being at the bottom of the totem pole. So our word doesn't carry weight the same way. Man, that's a really sad world that we live in. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's shitty. Especially now that a lot of this shit's coming out with like trans workers, both like on and off camera. Yeah. And... You're seeing how hard it is for someone to get a job in Hollywood. That I mean, to be honest, it's something that I never thought about in the last two years, maybe three years. But yeah, I never thought about. Oh well, yeah. I mean, if you know, because we know people that have actually gone into Hollywood and and now they're part of like production teams, right? And we so we've seen how it works going from. Going to school, getting jobs, going here and working there. All of a sudden, yeah. you're on this show. Then you move to this show. Now you're like, oh, hey, you're 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 actually one of the names that scrolls down after the movie theaters that you're like trying to look for, but you can't find it. So you gotta wait till you get the DVD because it goes. Like <laughs> so yeah, so we've seen how that works, but never did I think that it was ten times harder for someone who was trans or gay or so, you know anything yeah. like that but yeah it's it's how it is it's it's shitty but it's just, this is why i guess why i don't know people want equality and they want change or something i don't know are you telling me that being um white and a man should be looked down upon too huh should we call them out on everything that they do yeah i think <laughs> yeah i think it's, I think it's <laughs> exactly what i'm saying right I think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, still still just so messed up. And then um, when Lissette was asked whether or not she'll be on Transparent, you know, because Jeffrey Tambor has left, whether or not she's still going to be on it, she said, you're damn right we are, or, well, that she is, because they were asking about another 
um, another actress. Um, and it's like, yeah, see, that's what you do. You don't, you don't give up. You just keep going. Yeah. Even if it's like this show is associated with this person who did this horrible thing. Well, it's kind of like with House of Cards. Even though I don't really, oh, I don't watch yeah. that, but it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you know, Robin, Robin Wright was like, I'm just going to keep going even though, you know, that child molester, you know, that horrible, horrible person was the main focus of the show, but I'm going to take over. Mighty Morphin sequel. So Hasbro and Paramount said that they're going to be developing a sequel to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that they just did. Yeah. Well, the, well, the one that we just reviewed. Um, I heard that it that they're pushing forward, but they're not sure it's actually going to happen. Yeah, but it's I guess it's enough to where they said that they have faith that it could happen. Well, they're saying that they want to at least have up to seven sequels. Which, which I think that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, as I say, it's pushing it a little bit. But I, I think we talked about this before. In this, in this day and age, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound that crazy because we're also the same people who have been stuck for the last 20 Marvel movies. <laughs> so uh. it's not ridiculous. And, I mean, you know, now things... I think the idea of a trilogy is more is more of like a a movie cinematic uh, uh, event as opposed to like it being like an actual thing, um, because now movies can have multiple sequels or prequels or extended stories where they all kind of are together in this universe, and it's not looked at as as like weirdly as it has been before, yeah, you know, like 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 Star Wars still sticks to the three trilogy, like that's per, true, you know, whatever, right? <clears throat> but yet they're still trying to make other movies and you know do other things here and there. And like I said, Marvel, yeah, you know, some of these superheroes don't have their own trilogies, as you know, but you still they're all in the same universe. You know, they all have this. This like similar story, same thing with Paranormal Activity or um, even the Purge now. Because mm-hmm. me and Junior, we saw the last Purge and we're like, so this has to end now, right? Because it's over. And then we were thinking about it, it's like, fuck, they could actually probably make another one. That's uh, it's because the first this one was the first Purge. Yeah, they'd probably make one that's the last the Purge. The last Purge because the the one before this was. Uh, she was a politician. Yeah, election Spoiler night or whatever. Alert. Spoil alert. She was a politician who wanted to end it. And I I think she was in office. Or she, she was going to office. I don't remember. But the whole thing is she survived. So it was like, oh, what's going to happen next? And whatever. And blah, blah, blah. So, it, so even then, it's like, it's probably three movies more than we needed. But... It's not that ridiculous anymore to have a movie that has a billion different other movies. And the Power Rangers, to be honest, it is a it is a franchise that you could totally see seven movies coming out of it. Yeah, yeah, I can. Because, I mean, just look at the Power Rangers series itself, like how many iterations it's had. So, I mean, you literally could, especially when these... these um, 
these actors when they get older, you could just be like, oh well, we're gonna switch in the new the new actors for oh well, it's gonna be Zio or it's gonna be um, what's the Turbo and then whatever that Sailor one was, you know, where they're like. We're sailors, yeah, like ninja ones, and then yeah. futuristic ones. Yeah, and, and then yeah, and then they're like, we're also Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. There was apparently a uh, because you know sometimes you watch these theory videos yeah. or you know explaining videos. Apparently, there was a Power Rangers show, like one of the um, one of the newer ones. That was like pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, because I was watching some <clears throat> some videos of this. I mean, it like, wasn't like you know TVMA, no, but, no, no. but apparently for, like for, the, dark, for like um for Power Rangers. I mean. Yeah, it was like the stuff that he was dealing with. Is like if you think about it, this is a really dark show. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that might be cool. Yeah. Well, Disney says no more. Netflix won't stream Marvel movies anymore, starting with Captain America. So I assume then Infinity War will be the last film you get to watch on Netflix from, right? Or would it be Ant-Man and the Wasp? No, it'd be Infinity War, right? Because it's the last last one. Yeah. Which, I mean, like I said, makes sense. I mean, we've talked about that before. Um, I don't really feel... One way about it or another, because I know that Disney has Hulu, mm-hmm. and whatever they have up their sleeve of either rebranding it or getting rid of it or changing it over, you know, like uh, like I think I told you I got whatever company I was with before got bought out by Verizon, so all of a sudden I was with Verizon. If they do something like that, I, I don't really know what's going to happen there, but I do understand that. Whatever that is, it's probably going to be because they have <laughs> those movies now, right? Like they're gonna like they're gonna be competitors as opposed to business partners. So it makes sense. I I think yeah. I, I think I called it before. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I assume that what they'll probably do is they'll. Starting with, like, Captain Marvel, right? They'll probably have their new streaming site, and they'll be like, hey, if you guys want to check out Captain Marvel, get our streaming service. For $54. Oh, my God. But then you get all of Disney? That's that's not too bad. I don't think it's horrible news for Netflix, because I think Netflix has always known that they've had to, sooner or later... They were going to have to change course, expand, whatever. Because if you look at it, and we've talked about this before, look at all the original content that Netflix has been making. So it's not just, as opposed to before, where it was just a site where you could stream all these movies. Cool, awesome. Now it's, well, fuck, I got to watch Stranger Things 3, so I have to have it. Yeah. Oh, they're making a you know they're making a new season of this or blah 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 or oh yeah Will Smith has this movie on there like cool awesome. They're doing it now where it's not just oh it's a streaming site like uh, like what's that one Crackle or something. Yeah, Crackle. I think they they made a, a is it Crackle? Well, yeah. there's another one that like had, it, had 
yeah, maybe that one has like a TV show too now. Yeah. Or something. So I think some of these, some of these, or I think they're starting to see now that just a streaming site isn't keeping these things afloat because no. at a at a certain point, you know, people are gonna be like, yeah, I could stream these movies or I could just illegally download them. I don't That's, know, yeah. That's or whatever. Or I could just pay eight dollars a month and I could get these movies, whatever movies they'll give me. Sure, whatever. But I get to watch. You know, uh, Stranger Things or Orange is the New Black or whatever it is, you know. And then even, yeah, movies. Um, you know, ne- Netflix now is starting to not just not just buy out movies like um, Extinction. That, that You know that one movie yeah. we're talking about? Yeah. Like, they bought that movie. They didn't make it. They bought it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah. It, it, was, it was actually supposed to be an actual release. And then, um, I don't know who made the first move, but then they end up selling it to Netflix, huh. which I was like, yeah. Well, see, that's kind of always been in Netflix. I, f- I feel like that's better, right? Then, because like, then you don't have to waste the money on the production. You just you're wasting the money on buying the movie. Yeah, but I mean, it depends. Because <clears throat> did you watch Extinction? No, I haven't watched it yet. It had good things going for it, but you could definitely see how this would have never made it. Oh, uh, like really? And yeah, an actual theater release, uh. which sucks. But as a Netflix movie, it's acceptable. Okay. Which I and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just no. mean because Netflix knows that they can't just shell out hundreds of millions of dollars for movies. Although they could for some, like when the right movie comes around and. Uh, you know, um, they wanna they wanna give you know Will Smith the money to make a movie that he wants. Yeah, it makes sense. Like he's a big, big star, whatever. Blah blah blah. Or it is gonna be that stepping stone uh, for people that are really well known stars that want to branch out to do directing or do these small indie films instead of. Having to go one route, they could actually just go to Netflix and be like, "Hey, you know, I'm Jonah Hill. I want to make this movie. Like, well, can we do it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, it's awesome." Yeah. So I think that's going to be good in the future, and I that's probably where Netflix or where Hulu's going to turn out to, where Disney's going to start saying, "Hey, yeah, you know, why can't we make these short films like and are these you know lower budget movies instead of." shilling out money for this like especially something like the disney channel movies you know some of those movies i mean they're made for kids i get it but some of those movies have like pretty good production value if you're taking that and putting it towards uh a streaming site then you can make something like it wouldn't be ridiculous to like you said like what if they had an xn tv show Mm -hmm. but what if they had an x-man movie and it was uh or maybe not even x-man but you know what i mean just something like a new mutants movie like what if the new mutants movie was a hulu original movie especially now with having backing from um disney kind of having that production value you'd probably get something pretty watchable just like you do with netflix Mm -hmm. so i don't know i kind of like that idea um yeah yeah who knows what the future holds I mean, that's going to be the future, right? We're not going to go to the movies anymore. Future. Yeah. It's going to suck for... Oh, oh, it's going to suck at first when you turn on 
Netflix and there's no Disney, whatever. Um, but then, like, I wonder how it's it's see it's gonna be interesting to see how all this stuff works out to see how how much of a dick Disney can be. Yeah, because it's like, do they pull everything that they owe? Own like is it no more DreamWorks stuff? Is it no more you know Spotlight stuff? Like, are they pulling everything that now they I, have I under their umbrella? I think it's gonna be no. I think it's gonna be more things that are associated with, like originally with Disney. You know what I mean? Like Disney Channel Pixar stuff, Pixar, like Star Marvel, Wars. Star Wars. But I don't think like the Fox. I don't think any of like that or DreamWorks or any of that. I don't think any of that's gonna. Go away. Because I was thinking about it, and at first I, I was, I, I guess I didn't really care about DreamWorks being kind of like, oh, they're just going to get rid of it or whatever. But I was like, there's been some really good movies from DreamWorks. Like, I just rewatched Monsters vs. Aliens, and I really like that movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though Jeffrey Tambor is in it. Yeah. Although he has a small part, so. That's okay. true. <laughs> but, um. I don't know. It it's gonna be an interesting like two years, year two years, whatever, just to see how everything changes or starts to change or whatever. Mm. The Stephen King train can never stop. I can because I guess they're adapting another Stephen King. Like I guess it's a short um, that him and his son Joe Hill wrote together called um, "In the Tall Grass." And I guess it's going to be in for Netflix. Well, because, as you know, Netflix has been doing a lot of original, like, Stephen King, like, films. Whereas, like, Hulu has, like, series by Stephen King. And it's, it's I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, this whole idea of, like, oh, everyone likes adapting Stephen King again. Because remember there was, like, a time where for it's, like... Now. Yeah. <laughs> until they make another... Dreamcatcher, and no one wants to watch that. But yeah, Patrick Wilson's going to be in this. So the story is basically, I guess, like a couple are in their house. I know that I think this might be like the the actual short story. Like they're in their house, and they hear like a weird like noise outside. Maybe like somebody like yelling for help or something. They go outside into like, I guess they're like on a farm or something, or like they're out in the rural area. They go into like the the grass area, and like all of a sudden they can't get back home. Like they're just like trapped there. It's it's kind of weird, but I guess James Marsden was supposed to be in it. But, but then he had to drop out because of because he's gonna be in Sonic the Hedgehog, so that's more important. Obviously, yeah. I would. I honestly do the same thing. Yeah. If you were James Mars, then you'd be right. like, "I'm not gonna do the Stephen King movie. I gotta go do Sonic the Hedgehog." Well, I'm either gonna do a straight to Netflix Stephen King movie. Yeah. I could do fucking live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. <laughs> Him all painted blue. <laughs> Um, so is this a, this is a, a, just a script him and his son wrote, not a book, not a short story. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, um, it's a short story. Oh, it's a short story. Why can't he just write a brand new script? He's done it before. Why does he do it again? I don't know. What has he done it for? Uh, Storm of the Century. And, and Rose, um... Rose Red. Oh, and Kingdom Hospital. 
And then wait, hold on. He did it for. Didn't he do it for Castle Rock? Isn't that? No, I don't think he wrote that. But Storm of the Century is pretty good. It's got a pretty weird idea to it too. Oh no, you wouldn't say, right? Yeah, it's like this this like small little island like town off the coast of Maine, of course. Gets like trapped in the storm of the century, but there's this like weird guy who's like going around killing people, right? And so he's locked up, but it turns out like he's like a wizard or something and he's like looking for his new apprentice and so he basically blackmails like the whole town into then it turns into the sorcerer's apprentice is that the oh my god yeah this is the prequel wow. huh, and out. then it ju- the guy turns into nicholas cage at the end <laughs> no but like so he basically makes he forces the town to he blackmails them into like one of them has to give them their kid right just a- a- any kid. It doesn't matter. Just he wants a kid, a child, basically to be his apprentice. And he's like, I don't care who it is. I just want one of them. And he's like, either you do it, either you give me one of them, or I'm going to make you all disappear or die, basically. Because, you know, the Roanoke, that's yeah. what happened to them. Oh, like, they he didn't. Did yeah, he, they, they didn't comply with me, so I killed them all. That makes sense. And so. It's like it's really messed up because they do like like they draw stones, basically, and like whoever gets like the black stone, it's like it's their kid. It's it's a pretty messed up um, movie. It's pretty good though. Um, Rose Red's okay. It's a very TV movie. Kingdom Hospital I never finished, so can't tell you about that one. But yeah, um, this might be pretty good. Patrick Wilson's pretty good. To be honest, I haven't seen. Patrick I don't think Wilson? I've seen any of the Netflix. Yeah, um, me either. Ones. <laughs> Not that I don't want to. I just haven't really yeah. made my made an effort to watch it. Yeah, because I heard they're pretty good. Like Gerald's Game uh, and Nineteen Twenty Two are supposed to be really good. Yeah, but um, I mean, good for him. I mean, he's he's able to do this shit. Uh, like it, like I said, he he got Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. And still being able to do, like, Hollywood movies, so... Yeah, I mean, he's a weirdo, but must be a rich weirdo. And he's a pretty... And he's pretty rich. And he's pretty weirdo. Okay. Oscars so white again? Okay. So, the Oscars... The, the, the Academy Awards. Yeah. Or... The Academy of Motion or Motion Pictures and Film and Arts and whatever they're called. They've been slammed by film uh, journalists because they just recently created a new category for the this upcoming Oscars. It is called the category is called Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. So basically, they're going to give these films that do well right the recognition that they deserve. Now, but here's the problem. You, they created this in a year when the most popular film of all of the whole year is Black Panther. So basically, they're kind of like, oh, so that it doesn't have to be nominated for Best Picture, they'll just give it this other, here's an outstanding achievement for being popular, but these are the best pictures. It's because they're black. <laughs> yeah, well, the <laughs> average age for the Academy... Well, I saw the thing, and it was like, 62% are, like, white males, 
and the average age is like 60 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, like I said, needs to change. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like the... I like the idea. Uh, yes, but the problem is when you, you when they when you set it up in like this year. Yeah, you should have set this up. I don't know back in like the '90s. So then something dumb like Forrest Gump or Shakespeare in Love would have won that or something instead of winning Best Picture when yeah. it should have gone to like uh, Saving Private Ryan or uh, um, let's see, oh like Shawshank Redemption. Boys don't cry. Or what? Boys don't cry. Yeah, boys don't cry. Um, yeah, no, I like the idea because I feel like it gives some recognition to films that wouldn't get any. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, I feel like you said there's some films that should get recognition no matter what. Yeah. Especially Black Panther when not only was it like a popular film, but it's a great film. Like it, it honestly, I could see it being. Would it nominated. make you? Would it make you feel better though if um, it was nominated along inf- with Infinity War and Infinity War one? Like, um, do you mean this this new category of um, outstanding, outstanding popular achieve, yeah. achievement and popular film? Yeah. No, because it's like they sh- you shouldn't have to create. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to create another category just because you're like, well, we have to give it to some... Like, we have to show that we acknowledge these films. But the problem is, like, best picture should be, like, what is the best picture of the year? Because you could look at it as something like Get Out. Or not Get Out. um, A Quiet Place. Where I could see it get nominated and maybe it won, right? Because you you could say that... It wasn't the greatest film, but it was good. But but what it did was amazing. It went from being like being like a standard release to blowing up, right? But then again, what if they did it a year ago and it threw Get Out in there, and that was the only thing that it was nominated for because. It's not a good movie, but I mean, it did really well. I guess it's so kind of one of those like put it in there. It's one of those like what do you call it? A uh, it's like a here you go. Like thanks for like competing, but you get this trophy too, type of thing. You know where it's like thanks for competing, and it's like well, I don't don't really want that. I wanted to win Best Picture <laughs> because it's it, it it would be a different thing if they created this right. And everybody's all upset right now, right? Like, we're upset right now, right? But then the time comes, they don't put Black Panther in that category, but they actually nominate it for Best Picture. Then you could say, okay, we were wrong, right? Like, we're all wrong, we're dumb, we jumped to a conclusion. But you know what they're going to do. You know that they're not going to do that. They're not going to nominate for Best Picture because they're going to be like, we can't let black people be seen by like non-black people. Yeah, we already did that the other year. Yeah, we did that with Moonlight already. We just gave it to them because they wanted it so bad. But we were totally fine with the mix-up. We were like, hey, I mean, if that's how you guys want to win the award, we're okay with that. But then they had to go and fix it. Yeah. Which, whatever. Whatever. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I think... Like, don't get me wrong. I think the idea of it is interesting and it's cool. 
And it seems like it makes it seem like, oh, hey, we're changing, guys. But when you look at it, it's like, uh, this is just like it could just be another smoke and mirrors thing. Or yeah. We think that we're getting one thing, but it's really another. It would be something it would be something if you had like a Black Panther in it, but also in Best Picture. Right. Yeah. If it, like because it would fit both things because Black Panther went from being oh, just going to be another like superhero movie to it being this phenomenon. Yeah. Right. And then also being a good film, you could put it into Best Picture. I mean, what else do you put in like outstanding achievement and popular? What do you? What else do you put in there? It's going to be Black Panther and Infinity War, and that's probably going to be it. I mean, what else are you going to put in there? Quiet Place. Oh yeah, because they don't want to give another. We already gave it to like a horror type film already. I think that's that's ridiculous. I think that's the idea. I think they feel like that's the idea of getting these movies that aren't necessarily (coughs) worthy of certain things, but they're like, well, people watch them and they like it, and they get how much money this is making. Whatever, blah blah. blah. If that's what you, if that's what you wanted to do. Then what you should, what they should have done is they should have split the best picture category like they used when they first started. When the Oscars first started, they had two: you had outstanding production, and you had outstanding achievement in like for art, right? Like art and stuff. So basically, you have two. Which one? One is basically the whole production you put together was amazing. Here, and this is the best picture of the year. Then you you made such a great achievement in art. And film, here it is. So then you have two, so like you have two basically top prizes. You could go back to doing that. I feel like that would be better, right? Because then you could be like, you could have like a Phantom Thread win, right? And then you could also have like a Shape of Water win or uh, uh, something. You know what I mean? Like it, you, you, you could have Black Panther win and you could have, I don't know what else is coming out this year that would be like, oh, artistic and we have to. Oh, oh, be smug that we we nominated this movie and it won. It's probably going to come out for another couple of months. Oh yeah, it'll be in December, <laughs> like December, like the last week of December, and then we're only only limited, and it's you're never, no one's ever going to hear about it, and never going to hear about it again. Um, yeah, I think this is why. Yeah, I think that a, a huge change up is needed because. You're giving these awards to mm. these movies that deserve something, right? But, <clears throat> I mean, I think that's why people like me feel so disconnected because these awards given to these movies are movies that I necessarily care about. Some of them I watch, and I'm like, yeah, I get why. Like, Three Billboards, it's like, obviously, that deserves something. To be nominated. Yeah. But to win Best Picture, it's like... I don't know. Yeah. So um then you get you get stuff like yeah, like Phantom Thread which It's like who watched that? I don't know. I didn't I still didn't see it and I and I watch all the Oscar movies. I still didn't see it. <laughs> <clears throat> but it was best picture, right? Yes. Yeah. I was so, nominated for best picture. So what the fuck? I don't know. Well, see and that's that goes back to the root of I think a different problem. It's like the only best picture that I've seen recently that like actually deserved the title best picture was Moonlight. And like I mean, yes, 
yeah, Shape of Water was a like a really great film, and out of all those films, deserved it. But like when you look back at last year, like was that the best picture of last year? Can you definitively say like that was the best picture? See, I also think when you when you hear best picture, think of something like marvelous, right? Something just pure amazing. But all we really get from these Academy Award-winning things, they're all just dramatic pieces. Why is just yeah. dramatic? Why is a dramatic story um, the most compelling? Because... Like most best, awesome, amazing movie to ever exist. Well, that's what I mean. Um, so it needs some kind of like change up. Maybe what if instead when they do 10 movies, right? But it has to be one from every genre and it can't. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like they can't all be dramas. They have to be like, you have to choose a drama, an action movie, a horror film, a comedy. Then I feel like it would be a, a true, like, Oh wow. What do we, what do we choose? Right. Then it would actually be a real race because it ends up being like, oh, yeah, this one's getting nominated because it's not going to win. So you, they're going to nominate it. Oh, this is the one that's going to win. Yeah. There has, I think there just has to be a, a, a change up for how they do it because there's, you could fix it by giving everything a category. Um, like, uh, what, what's the other one where they give like, specifically oh, horror and yes stuff like that. Uh, i don't remember but but called. but yeah but they do it specifically for every single category for yeah. every genre you could do like best female fronted uh whatever best male fronted whatever you know how sex that is they could do shit like that yeah <clears throat> they could do uh best picture like high box office, whatever, right? So everything that kind of made, yeah. everything that's in the, like the ten uh, most profitable films of the year, that could be best picture, yeah. and it could be best picture for you know limited release. It could, you know what I'm saying? Like they there's, could, there's ways to do it. Yeah, they, they just could don't do, want to. They could do a bunch of different shit like that, or yeah, they could do stuff where it's like best picture. They could have, they could have had like. Three billboards and um, Shape of Water, but also put it against like uh, Thor Ragnarok or something, right? Or even Blade Runner 2049. That movie really deserved to be nominated and it didn't. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I just watched it again, too. I need to watch um, the movie again because it's so good. But yeah, but you could, you could do weird shit like that, right? And... The only problem is it's it's the actual people in the academy exactly. voting. That's where the problem lies because in my head that makes sense because you watch something like Three Billboards and you're like, yeah, this is a great movie. But then you watch something like Thor Ragnarok and you're like, yeah, this is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally one of the best movies of last year. Yeah. Um, the only difference is one's like a sci-fi fantastical you know, masterpiece, and the other is like this really hard-hitting drama and comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, or they're both comedies. Um, they should be nominated for Best Comedy of the Year. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There, there's so much that you could do, but it has to change within before it gets pushed, before everything gets pushed out. So I think we should do hashtag kill the academy. 
Yeah, start over. Yeah. Hashtag kill the academy. Yeah. yeah so anyone listening, start the hashtag, please. Yeah. I mean, I promise you, I promise you, I don't. I'm not really promising you that you won't get taken off Twitter. I mean, you're not gonna be Alex Jones about it, right? You're not. Well, he's not taking off Twitter, but he's taking off everything else, basically. Not yet, Dom. <laughs> not yet. I think that's the end of our rant for that. So let's get into the movie that we watched. So you live alone? Yes. You think I'm pretty? Well, I know, gorgeous. Come to me. Last time you touched someone. Under the Skin is a 2013 science fiction film directed and co-written by Jonathan Glazer, loosely based on Michael Faber's 2000 novel of the same name. In Glasgow, a motorcyclist, Jeremy McWilliams, retrieves an inert woman from the roadside and places her in the back of a van where a naked woman, Scarlett Johansson, dons her clothes. After buying clothes and makeup at a shopping center, the woman drives the van around Scotland picking up men. She lures a man into a dilapidated house. As he undresses, falling the woman into a void, he is submerged in a liquid abyss. At a beach, the woman attempts to pick up a swimmer, but is interrupted by the cries of a drowning couple. The swimmer rescues the husband, but the husband rushes back into the water to save his wife, and both drown. As the swimmer lies exhausted on the beach, the woman strikes his head with a rock, drags him into the van, and drives away, ignoring the couple's distraught baby. Later that night, the motorcyclist retrieves the swimmer's belongings, ignoring the baby, who is still on the beach. The next day, the woman listens to the radio report about the missing family. The woman visits a nightclub and picks up another man, Paul Brannigan. At the house, he follows her into the void and is submerged in the liquid. Suspended beneath the surface, he sees the swimmer floating naked beside him, alive but bloated and almost immobile. When he reaches to touch him, the swimmer's body collapses and a red mass empties through a trough. The woman seduces a lonely man with facial disfigurement, Adam Pearson, but lets him leave after examining herself in a mirror. The motorcyclist intercepts the man and bundles him into a car, then sets out in pursuit of the woman with three other motorcyclists. In the Scottish Highlands, the woman abandons the man in the fog. She walks to a restaurant and attempts to eat cake, but wretches and spits it out. At a bus stop, she meets a man, Michael Moreland, who offers to help her. At his house, he prepares a meal for her, and they watch television. Alone in her room, she examines her body in a mirror. They visit a ruined castle where the man carries her over a puddle and helps her down some steps. 
At his house, they kiss and begin to have sex, but the woman stops and examines her genitals. Wandering in a forest, the woman meets a commercial logger, Dave Acton, and shelters in a bothy. She awakens to find the logger molesting her. She runs into the wilderness, but he catches and attempts to rape her. He tears her skin, revealing a black, featureless body. As the woman extricates herself from her skin, the man douses her in fuel and burns her alive. Under the skin? What do you think? I think it was okay. That's what I um, thought, too. When I got done with it, I was like, I think I know what I watched. <laughs> um, it's hard to say because I was, like, viciously hard mm-hmm. for, like, 70% of the movie. Yeah. So, kind of clouds my judgment. Um, but I will say that I did like it. I thought... Yeah. Um. At first, I was like, whatever. But then everyone keeps talking about how, oh, like, oh, it's such a a callback to, like, how, like, something like Stanley Kubrick would do or whatever, right? Yeah, I can see that. And and I I did see a review where where the guy was explaining, he was like, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that it's a ripoff of a Stanley Kubrick type of film. Mm-hmm. It's that it's it's made similarly. Like yes. you would imagine that's how he would make a film. Well, it's based on a uh, a, book. a novel. Yeah. Um, and I guess it has to do with like two aliens. It's a, a male and female alien, and like it's like their whole interaction with humanity. And then the one the the writer they've been trying to do it for ten years before they actually got into production. And who who was supposed to be cast? Was it Brad Pitt that was originally like attached that. to it? And it was like that's kind of crazy. Um, but then they decided to like cut out all like the male aliens perspective and just, just like anything that had that didn't have to do with the female alien. And then basically you get this where it's there's a lot of not talk, it's a lot of just shots. Yeah, and I, and I like that in a movie where no, they take the time to like. I I know a lot of, like, general audiences probably would sit there and be like, this is boring, I'm turning this off. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't made for a general audience. No, exactly. Like, and and I, that's where you come off with a movie like this, getting away with it, because f- I think for, for like, we, like we just said, there's movies that are made to be, to be uh, blockbusters, right? Yep. Where you're just paying... Because you know what you're getting, you're getting, you're getting Fast and the Furious Ten. You know what you're getting. You're not gonna go in there and be like, "Yeah, I cried when he was holding his dead mom in his arms because, you know, his mom's the only one that like fought for him when he was, you know, you're not getting that. You're yeah. getting the fucking rock throwing uh, a grenade launcher like at the guy as it it explodes (laughs) he shoots a bullet into into it or something right yeah that's what you're getting and that's fine if you're getting that but also you get these very like artistic art house films and it's like oh yeah like this is why this is good because they you know they have this or they don't have this oh yeah art 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 (laughs) um and so that's what this is what you're getting from this film. Um, you could because you could 
you could take something like uh, uh, was it Ex Machina, mm-hmm. which was the same production companies that made that made this right. With that, you're getting more of like a a fluid actual storytelling of like this is happening and this is happening, this is happening, and this movie you're just brought in to this this story and you're you're figuring out what's happening because it's happening to her as you're watching it as something like ex machina you're watching the story unfold in front of you with these characters right? yeah um well and that's something i think i've talked about before where like i really like non-western storytelling where it's very like hey it doesn't have to be uh, beginning, middle, and end. It can be beginning. You the character kind of wanders off a little bit, and then there's an ending. But like, is that really the end? Yeah, type of thing um, where they for this one it is because she died. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I really liked it. Um, I I did love the fact that there was almost no dialogue. Yeah, me too. And the dialogue that they did have was very small. It was all in I had her. To, it was all in her, like motions and how she, you know, like her picking up the guys, yeah, taking them back to their room or whatever. And at first, I was like, so yeah, they must have taken like there must be some sort of machine or whatever, blah blah blah, right? But then uh, I was watching this one guy review, and he's like, I think it's just meant to be like whatever you want it to be. Yeah, you it's could see open inter- interpretation. You could see it as like they. She, she brings him in to this this quote unquote house that's really like disguised because it's like actual like this huge you know processing whatever right, but or it could just be this is uh like a metaphor yeah this is this is what we see in reality what's happening is she's going to a regular house and she kills them or whatever but you know this is an artistic way of viewing it or whatever right and i was like yeah okay that makes sense but what like whatever like how they do it is really cool either way yeah it's kind of weird but i think it works um yeah i uh i mean normally i'd be up for any movie that has scar joe naked in it yeah so that's cool yeah but i think the way that i i i think the way that this movie works is all about like you have to pay attention to what she's doing yes because at the end you realize like oh okay she's now she's starting to come into her own and then she dies yeah but uh but that was pretty cool when he like starts like digging into her and then like you don't see what he like what he's seeing at yeah. first, and you're like, "What the hell is it?" Like, I thought at first, like, he, he, like he was like, um, like there's something like about him, like he, because remember the guy earlier with the th- with the the rose when he yeah. gives it to her. I thought that was like, oh, maybe when they touch her, like they, like blister or something, because that's what I. I don't know, or something, you know, get cut or something. Because I thought, like, why was why is he looking at? And then, like, when you see, like, oh shoot, no, like, it's like yeah, it's, it's literally all the skin off. just coming off. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a movie where you have to give it a chance. Yes. 
But what you get is really cool. Like, you get the story of this alien coming to do a job, mm. right? Doing the job and then starting to figure out, like, humanity is more than just meat, right? Yeah. More than just these these things. And then <clears throat> as, she, as she starts to, like, maybe I could just do this by myself, be on my own, even though she isn't human. She's trying to be human. She knows she can't be human. Uh, the ending kind of give the ending's more of like maybe maybe something did change because even though she did die, the alien guy looking for her doesn't know that she's dead. He yeah. just thinks that she you know he's like fuck where did she go? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, I had to like I. I definitely rewind this a bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just like looking over, like did I miss something? Because I knew when I was, I knew watching it, like I had to go over it, yeah, a couple times. And originally, what I was gonna do is I was gonna watch it once, watch a review, and then watch it again. But uh, what I did is I just when I was watching it, I whatever, and if I thought I missed something, I just go back, and then you know go on and go back and go on so it took me way longer than i should have to watch the movie but i think doing that and then hearing different people's review whether they hate it or liked it like it's i think that movie was supposed to be that way um and yeah i thought it was really good like like at first i the beginning scene i didn't really think much about it because how the rest of the movie goes but uh one of the reviews i watched he was like yeah if you look at it they looked similar. The girl in the, the girl on the floor, and Scarlett Johansson looked similar. So he's mm-hmm. like, so you could just assume that this, this girl was an alien, yeah, who did exactly what Scarlett Johansson's gonna do, uh, at the end of the movie. Yeah. The only difference is this girl got caught. Scarlett Johansson's girl, or Scarlett Johansson didn't. Yes. She just died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then. Well, because that's what I kind of thought at the beginning. I was like, so is she just like, she's one that like, they just have to replace now, right? Yeah, well, see, at first I was like, oh, he's just getting a body, you know, to, so she can kind of like, like imagine, like if, imagine someone was going to, imagine the alien was going to come, right? Mm. And maybe they needed to take over someone's like life in order to be here right and they have to take you out so they could be dom so they could go into being whatever right yeah at first that's what i thought then the movie went on and you saw her like kind of killing the guys and stuff so i'm like oh maybe that's what it was gonna be or something and she just needed like a look or whatever then the ending it's like oh okay yeah i see that and so then the guy was like the the one guy he then he asked the question of like of do you think that you see the first girl in the in the movie and she gets captured Scarlett Johansson takes over her job right mm, yeah but now Scarlett Johansson now can't be found so obviously they're going to have to replace or whatever but he's like do you think that maybe they realize like hey this is more this is becoming more of a problem is something going to change? Are they going to move out of here? Are they going to, you know, are they going to go stronger? Is it going to, you know, whatever? That's like, yeah, see, that 
Like those questions, I think, are good asking with a film like this, because you get a lot of times you get, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Why did this happen? And it's all negative, right? With a movie like this, you get questions of, well, is she the only one here? Or you know, is, are is it everywhere? Like, is this a problem? Where because the guys on the motorcycle. It was just one, and then all of a sudden there were like four or five, right? Yeah. So, does this happen a lot? <laughs> like you know, um, because there is that scene too where he examines her, almost like this is a problem that happened. Like you could that, assume yeah. that this is a problem that's well, been happening. Yeah, and then like look at the time when he goes into the house. Remember, and he looks in the mirror. Yeah. Because you can also see. Because what I like too is that this film, it's a lot of you can. Like we said, it's like a lot of metaphor. So you can say like him going into the house, looking in the mirror and looking into it and stuff. Like that's just him examining her, right? More more so, like trying to get more about her. Because remember, that not that like, is that like when she lets the the, the one kid go with the, the deformity? And because she, she looked in the mirror and it showed like her eye, right? was going like black or something. I think what it, I think that whole thing was, was just that she was like having feelings, right? For like for these people, for humans. Well, I think because she she's been trapping all these guys, right? Because yeah. they realize that oh, she like she knows that she's she's pretty, and mm-hmm. that that's why these guys are into her, and that's how she could kill him, right? And she finds this one guy who looks like nobody she's seen before. He's like very interested. He's he's interested, but he's off put, and she's yeah. not used to it. She's like, "Why, you know, like, hey, how come you're not looking at me? Like, you know, do you want to touch me?" And it's like she has to work for it, right? Yeah. Then she gets him, and even then, he's still like, he's not like the other guys where he's just like blindlessly following her. He's yeah, because she even had to turn him around. Remember, because he's like looking at around. Because that's because that's what I was thinking. I was like, why wouldn't you be like? I mean, yes, it's Scarlett Johansson, but at the same time, wouldn't you be like, okay, is Scarlett Johansson going to murder me? <laughs> yeah. Which makes me feel bad because there's scenarios in that film where it's like, I would have totally got in that car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think, I think think that was that was just further of like, hey, like all these people aren't the same. Yeah. You know, before it was getting the same guy over and over and over and over. Then it was, hey, there's this guy, he's just like everyone else, but he's not like everyone else. Yeah. Especially, you know, that part where she falls and everyone helps her up and like, hey, are you okay? And she's just like, why are you guys helping me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that was like, hey, yeah, you know, this is, there's more here than I understand. And the whole movie, I think that's what it alludes to. It's like everything that's happening is just pushing it further to her, her being being someone that's like, hey, there's something more here than just a bunch of human meat. Like these people are actually something. Like you know, they're they're not all horny guys who are willing to die to bust a nut. They're yeah, people that you know they're they're caring. They're nice. Uh, the guy who brings her in, like he doesn't try to rape her or anything. He's mm. just. Hey, you could stay with me and stuff. And then she's like, 
oh, it's weird and blah, blah, blah. And then she even engages trying to have sex with him. But yeah. she's like, oh, there's no hole down there. Yeah, because she's not a person. Yeah. She's an alien. Which that sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, if she ate the chocolate cake, right, and she kind of like threw it up, or whatever, and then later in the movie, and he had like the food for her. Wouldn't you be kind of worried? Like, why isn't she eating? Yeah, because it was like a few days. Well, that's nitpicking, but whatever. Um, but I will say though, do you think it's a good like the movie itself, like a good commentary on like the reverse of men abducting women and how easy that is, right? And how easy it is. And look how easy it is for um, Scarlett Johansson's character, the, this alien, to do it in disguise of a of a beautiful woman because it's men are never never suspect that, like, a woman would kill them. It's always the opposite. It's always like, oh, this, I can't get in a car with this guy. He's going to murder me. But, like, oh, wait, this beautiful woman's going to give me a ride? Oh, cha-ching, <laughs> I'll get in. Yeah, I guess that's something. I think it. I think this is. I, th- I think it's more of a metaphor of like, just kind of like human interaction, mm-hmm. kind of human beauty in general. Yeah, because you have this beautiful woman doing all this stuff, right? But she's also like finding her own. Like she's yeah. not just this object that gets men. She's like, hey, there's. More here to there's more here to life than just looks. I think that's kind of what it alludes to. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's it's. I think it's more of like I, there's like with the guy who you know has a deformity. Like she saw something in him where she, she was like, he doesn't deserve this. He's no. He's he's the same person yet he's different. But he's, like, more of a person than these other people. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I think there's stuff like that of, like, hey, you know, there's, there's like, a, you know, eye in the, was it beauty in the eye of the beholders? So yes. I think there's a lot of stuff like that. You know, there's, there, you know, yeah, there, there's probably things about, you know, like, fem- feminism in there, too, because there's... Even though she's alien or whatever, and she's basically the only reason why people are interacting with her is because she's pretty. Yeah, <clears throat> and, that's true. And and it ends up becoming the downfall of it because, first of all, the the person who is watching over her is a man, quote unquote. Yeah, a man. <clears throat> and she's basically just doing their job to be like, hey, you gotta get these guys so we can, you know, eat them or process or meat or whatever i don't know and that's her job then when she stops doing her job he has to go and hunt her down yeah um which then it's even sadder because she's been she basically it's all been one-sided the whole time of like her doing all this stuff then she becomes more of like, oh, hey, you know, the sky is really nice and stuff. And then I think it turns into like, oh, I'm never going to be human. That's why she runs away. And then all of a sudden she tries to get raped by a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tries to get raped. Yeah. Well, she asked for it, Dom. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Because she was walking in the woods by herself. Yeah. So Attractive women shouldn't be able to walk around all by themselves. 
I mean, if you're asking for it. <laughs> no, but um, her last interaction with a person is he comes off nice at first. Yeah. And you think everything's whatever. And then all of a sudden, he's trying to rape her. Yeah. And that's her last interaction with, uh, you know, humanity. So I don't know. There, there's a... I think the film's meant to be this way. <laughs> where yeah. you, you draw your own conclusions and you make your own theories. And, you know, you get out of the film what you think you're supposed to get out of the film. That's true. But it's a good film either way. It like, is. It, it's shot really well. Yeah. She does... I mean, Scarlett Johansson does a great job of just, like, not talking too much and, like, just letting it flow through... Just her, her like facial features and yeah. her emotion through that. Um, it, it is also weird that the parts where she's picking up the guy is like a, a lot of that's just uh, it's like real interactions. Yeah, I know. Which, uh, I mean, maybe it's different. Maybe that's why they they filmed it, you know, in in Britain or England or Ireland. I don't know. It was somewhere that I had to put subtitles on because I couldn't understand them. I think it was in I think it was in <laughs> Ireland or something. But um, yeah, it, it it was funny because it's like if if you pulled me over and, she, and she's like, "Yeah, can you help me?" And be like, "Are you Scarlett Johansson?" Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, no. Um, actually, I get that a lot. I'm like, you look exactly like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, well, I'm not her. It's like, and it sounds like a fake British accent. Are you sure there's not? Is she in a movie? Uh, no. Just wondering. <laughs> she just drives off. That was, but that was kind of cool and a little bit weird, but I don't know. The movie was good. Like, in all honesty, yeah. I thought the movie was really good. It's definitely not the t- like a typical, yeah, American, you know, major motion no. picture release but it's not meant to be no and that's fine that's that's completely fine yeah i do say though i feel like my love for um a24 just keeps growing yeah because i feel like everything that either things that i watched in the past that i didn't realize were a part of it or that things that they keep coming out with now it's just like yeah they're doing good they're, they do so good because um hereditary was a24 yeah. and so was uh the void yeah and it's like what else? I mean, and then under the skin, it's like, well, now I just want to see anything by them. They're great. So, yeah, uh, it's definitely, it's not a movie for everybody. No. But it's not meant to be a movie for everybody. No. But if you're willing to go on the journey to, you know, see what what happens, then, yeah, definitely watch it. Um, and if anything, you know, you get partially nude and then fully nude Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. She's very beautiful. Yes. Very problematic, but very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. I think I'd fall into that trap. I think I'd be just sitting down there all in that weird goo liquid and then eventually just be skin. Yeah. Not me, though. I'd slap her and run off and be like, <laughs> I'm not man me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's really good. So today's segment is going to be art versus entertainment in film. What should be the point of film? Should it be for entertainment? 
should it be for art? When do the lines blur and when is it like oil and water where it's separated? There are many directors that the public see as just making entertainment with these movies. Michael well, Bay. Huh? Michael Bay. Yeah, I, I know. That's exactly who I thought of as soon as I was writing that. And I was like, My, Michael. Michael. <laughs> well, others are seen making art. Um, so what do you think? Do you think... Movies are meant for entertainment, or are they just or are they meant to be like prestigious and art, and so you can sit there and be like, "Well, I'm smug about it." <laughs> it's both. Yeah, it really is both. Um, you can, I think, uh, more so than like a painting, it's more interactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same point. You can make something that is just as stupid or silly as anything could be mm-hmm. and still be technically... Yeah, let's say you took $100,000 worth of equipment and made a film about, like, like the, the murders in Chicago, right? Yeah. And, like, all the problems that occur within, like, the inner city and all that stuff, right? Yes. And not Chirac, but something actually good. <laughs> so let's say let's say you did something like that, right? Yes. But then with that same $100,000 worth of equipment, you made some coming-of-age teen flick where you have titties in, like, 80% of the movie, and it's all about this kid who just wants to bust his nut before yeah. he sleeps with his his uh high school yeah no like girl his, no high school crush or whatever yeah, right yeah. or something right same equipment you're making two different films mm-hmm. right yeah what's the difference it's just what you perceive it as right do you think people put too much stock in putting these films on pedestals and saying and calling them art definitely but some of it's understandable yeah there's there's definitely films where and even actors where they're seen more as than they really are and don't get me wrong like i get it because there's some people that can really make you feel mm-hmm. or and there's stories that really make you feel and that's and i think that's why people see or i think that's why people perceive these these movies being more artful than entertainment because there's something there that really connects them, and you're just like, yeah, okay, this is, yes, beautiful, awesome. I feel this. This is amazing. I think that's kind of why people like certain directors or certain actors, like like a Brian Cranston, right? Look, at he went from Malcolm in the Middle, and now he does, like, very, like, he's also in very, like, he would, what's the one, um, Trumbo, where he was a writer? And he can see he he has like a nice balance of well he knows when to be silly, but he knows when to be serious. And you can say that with some directors too. They know when to like Guillermo del Toro, or like he he makes Pacific Rim right like a traditional like big robot fights monster movie, but then he also makes like a Shape of Water, which is one's best picture <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. It's funny when you think about that. <laughs> the guy who made the Fighting Robots movie? Yeah. Like a few years ago? Yeah. 
Not only uh, did he win Best Director, but he also won Best Picture. Yeah. um, No, it definitely goes both ways because there's people definitely make art films. Yeah. That's what they go for. It's what it is. Sometimes it's not watchable, but Mm -mm. that's part of being the quote unquote art of it, right? Yeah. But that's what they go for. There's also people who make videos um, for the internet, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the same type of you know. It's this. It's the same instrument, just used differently. Yeah. So. Yeah. It. It. It just. It's really like. It's what you want it to be, I guess. Mm. Um, I don't, you can't make the argument if it's it's just one or just the other. It's more of like, what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be? That's true. You know, do you want it to be something very artful, something very dramatic, very real, or do you want it to be you're filming yourself pretending to be another guy sucking you off? Yeah, and you get you know hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Wink, I- wink, 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 wink. <laughs> But I mean, it's really, yeah. It's 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 kind of whatever you perceive it as, I guess. Hmm. Well, because you can take another direct, take another director, like uh, like Taika Waititi, right? He's known for doing like these more like sillier movies, right? Where it's like what we do in the shadows and Hunt for the Wilder People. But then again, you. On the flip side, you can say Hunt for the Wilder People is a very, like, artistic film, too. It's shot very well. It has a very, like, like a good story, and the story itself is very heartfelt. Although, he splashes in his own comedy, and you're like, see, like, he, he blurs the line so well. Especially, like, Thor Ragnarok, where it's a beautiful-looking film. You've got Anthony, Sir Anthony Hopkins. you got Kate Blanchett. And you've got, like, these more prestigious people in it, and yet... At the same time, they're also able to do, like, these funnier things that make you laugh and laugh. But then also, like, it's, a, it's again, the story that, you know, it's about, like, oh, these people that are going to die and it's the end of the world type of thing. And now they have to find a new home. And their only savior is this white, blonde, blue-eyed savior. Yeah. Huh, sounds very Nazi. Hmm. 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 Mm. <laughs> it'd be I'd find it hard pressed for anyone to just try to sell it as one or the other um, because maybe back in the day you could have made this argument Yeah, but we've had well, over a hundred years now of filmmaking exactly so it's not just and the same I mean you could kind of say a lot with different things like with music some people make music for fun and That's silly, yeah. and some people really put a lot of heart and soul into it. And some people make really weird, ridiculous music, but it's it's a part of the art of making the music, right? Yeah. And even though for me it seems, <clears throat> even though for me it seems unlistenable. That's a part of their art <laughs> of making yeah. that music. That's true. Uh same thing with photography you can you can take 
for, you know, you could take photography Shoot, of things look, at- look like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but then you can really get, you know, you can take uh, candid photos yeah. of, you know, people outside of shopping centers. And you know what I think is about You those. know what I think is funny is that photography and film kind of switched. Where, like, in the early days, photography was seen more as a, oh, it's an art that we have to do. We have to put, we have to dress it all up, right? We have to, so we can take this photo for you. But then film was more like, oh, well, this is just some dumb thing that we put together to, like, entertain people for a while. But now, with the advent of, like, Instagram and Facebook and all that, it's kind of flipped where it's, like, photography is more like, oh, yeah, this is something dumb kids do nowadays. (coughs) They make dumb Instagram accounts for their dogs. (laughs) And now, like, oh, I'm gonna sit here behind, um, behind the academy, and I'm gonna nominate this fish fucking movie for best picture. Yeah, they're like, and we only nominated it because the main actress is white. So. Uh, duh. And she couldn't talk like women should. <laughs> How come the hero of the story, how come he ended up dying in the end or getting arrested? It's just, uh, we just decided that this was fine enough. It wasn't perfect. <laughs> but. We couldn't let that Get Out movie win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no. That's too progressive. <laughs> That's thing of our, our nightmares. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's where I think where we were talking about the academy. I think that's where that stuff has to change too, because mm-hmm. you I think t- they, you're what? taking these movies and you're really only picking movies that you think are acceptable. But sometimes those movies that are, are quote unquote acceptable aren't even that good. No. They're just shot a certain way to make you feel like you're watching something that's maybe more dramatic or, 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 you know, more heartfelt. They have a whole term for it. It's called um, Oscar bait. Yeah. Where they shoot movies just to look a certain way, so then they'll be like, oh, yeah, of course we need to nominate that. Yeah. Or it's called Meryl Streep. Bazinga? <laughs> um, yeah, but no, the, the argument of if it's entertainment or if it's art, I think... There's there's really no argument. It's just it it's it's what you perceive it as because it is technically both. So whether you make films because you want to tell these really heartfelt stories and you want to make films because you think it's funny to make things look like a dick or <laughs> you want to make films that are almost unwatchable because to you that's what art is. It's almost unbearable, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, you can do it, and it's fine. And you can all use the same fucking equipment, which is hilarious. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's whatever you decide to make, whatever you decide to watch, and however you decide to perceive it. So, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Okay. That's what I... I mean, that... Exactly. That's what I'd say. I'd say it's probably... It's it's a little of both. Even, Even with films like... Transformers or Fast and Furious. You can say it's like, yeah, they are just meant to be entertainment, but for someone else out there, they're art. Like, they, th- that's what some people look to and they're like, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Not me, but I'm just saying someone. 
Probably you. Yeah, probably me. And I think that's it for the episode, right? Yeah. That uh, should be... We should be good. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. We um, really do. Be sure to check out our socials, Instagram, Twitter, INTB underscore podcast. Uh, email, at, uh, email us at intbpodcast.com. Or no. <laughs> intbpodcast at gmail.com. Um, like, subscribe wherever you can. Com- or, Comment, yeah, whatever. Leave us, a, leave us something. Yeah, whatever you feel like. Awesome. Um, and yeah, just thank you for your support. You know, it means a lot. Yes, and, thank you. Yeah, we'll try to get as much content as we can get out. Mm-hmm. So until then, guys. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.